Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Tommy, Ocean Chinook or Puget Sound Coho, what is your palate favorite? And you drop yeah. that kokanee on top of that barn door halibut's head, 67 feet of water, and he was not happy about that. Well, I don't know. What do you think? Boxers or briefs? Ooh, I'm going to have to go with a European cut speedo. Fantastic. Excellent choice. I yeah. love tuna. I do love tuna. Heck yeah! <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, I have a buddy who refers to Canadian geese as flying carp. Obviously, he's not cooking them. <laughs> he clearly, right? Oh, ocean shook. Seriously? Hands down. Really? Hands down. I don't fish for coho. Ah, good point. Hey, speaking of grind, can you tell the difference between ground deer and ground elk? Honestly, taste the difference. You know, Dwayne, we only get one chance to live this life. Mm-hmm. And you will always regret the things that you don't do. So you know what I tell people? Buy the damn boat. Hey, you know, the facts are some days are just a grind. Welcome to Fish Hunt Northwest, the number one fishing and hunting talk show throughout the Pacific Northwest and beyond. Now here's your host, Dwayne England, and of course, the infamous Tommy Donlan. Hello and welcome to Fish Hunt Northwest. Dwayne England coming to you from the Fish Hunt Northwest studio located here in Olympia, Washington. Great to be back in studio as we had a week off uh, due to the Pacific Northwest Sportsman Show. And uh, I got to tell you, it was a great show. Get into that here in a little bit. Uh, I'm going to ask you to bear with me as we get through this show. I still don't have my voice back, but we are going to try to, you know, forge on through this and get through. So if you're joining us live tonight, appreciate that. Um, if it's the first time with you joining us here on Root Sports, I want to remind you, hey, take a little bit of time. Jump on over to our, uh, our, our webpage. That's what I'm trying to say. Jump over to our webpage, www.com fishhuntnw.com. There we're going to find a few coupon codes, not to mention a lot of great content, but a couple coupon codes to take advantage of. Edge Rods, FHN20 at checkout. You're going to save 20% on all red Edge Rods all the time, all year long, through Fish Hunt Northwest and Edge Rods, if they're not already attached to a previously uh, special or um, reduced pricing. And then, of course, Phelps Game Calls, Fish Hunt NW10 and check out, you're gonna save 10% on all Phelps calls throughout the entire year. We have some great sponsors on board here with us at Fish Hunt Northwest, and we appreciate you guys uh, utilizing their business to uh, not only get great equipment in your hands, but to save some money in the process. So just getting back from the Sportsman Show last week, it was uh, fantastic to see so many people. Um, yeah, I am here solo tonight. Tommy is uh, out this week. Um, he's on a he's on an assignment. He's on a mission. And uh, we'll get to that when he gets back here uh, next week or the week after. But uh, backing up to the Sportsman Show, I want to thank everybody for coming out, spending time with us at the booth and just taking it all in down there at the Pacific Northwest Sportsman Show. It's the biggest show on the West Coast down there. And uh, we saw a lot of people, shook a lot of hands, got a little respiratory stuff from time to time. And it is what it is. But, um, you know, we just love seeing all our merchandise go out the door and you folks showing up in droves, wearing our gear, uh, displaying uh, your your uh, following of Fish Hunt Northwest and all the support you give us as the show continues to grow. It's, uh, it's just been a heck of a lot of fun the last couple of years. And we love uh, interacting with all you folks down there. So, 
Hey, if you didn't get the memo, we have a black mouth opener coming up um, March 1st, areas 10 and 11 that we are really getting excited about. And uh, I got some details on some of the numbers and whatnot, but we're going to hold off on that uh, as we talk about that a little later in the show here with one of our guests. So running down the show before we get too deep here, uh, bringing some of our content or interviews to you from the Pacific Northwest Sportsman Show Sat down with uh, Gary Loomis, founder at Edge Rods, and it's always great to catch up with somebody so well-known and truly an industry legend. I think you're going to enjoy that. Then we're uh, getting Matt Messing. The Viking is joining me uh, via the old Zoom tonight. We're talking about this Blackmouth opener coming up on March 1st. Matt has all the details to help you get ready. And part two with Matt, we're going to get into some technique points, successes, and, uh, you know, talk a little bit about some options, jigging or troll. What do you prefer? Uh, back down to the old sportsman show. I did take some time to, to uh, get Scott Cole in front of the camera, though he's never shy. Talk to him a little bit about, as you know, I, he's partner at uh, Brad's Killer Fishing Gear. Talk to him a little about some of the new colors they came out with this season, the original Skinny Super Bait, and, of course, the cut plugs, um, and man, do they work. These colors are fantastic, and we've been putting them to work since last summer. They're doing a great job. We'll talk to Scott a little bit about that. Hey, jumping back into the bait lab, finally. Uh, got, a, got a double uh, session for you tonight. We're going to talk uh, rigging and review for bobber dogging and how to fish it for success. Then we'll go a little deeper on it. Part two of our bait lab tonight. Uh, bobber dogging and bobber dog light, as I refer to it. What's the difference, and how do you rig a double rig? is an option as well. So uh, lots to get into on that, giving you a double dose of the Obey Lab, only because a number of you at both the Puyallup Show and the Portland Show came up to me and were trying to dis you know, discuss or understand the differences in the two different techniques or how to rig the differences in those barber dog presentations. So I want to bring that to you tonight uh, within one show so you get it all uh, at one time. All right, jumping out for a quick break. We come back. We're going to be down at that Pacific uh, Northwest Sportsman Show. My interview with Gary Loomis after this break right here, Fish on Northwest. Defiance Marine is the one-stop shop for the Pacific Northwest angler. Defiance Marine guarantees the best price on a new and best service on a repower for your current boat. Defiance Marine is a Honda premier dealership and one of the largest on the West Coast. Defiance Marine is a boat dealer who proudly sells Defiance, Allied, and Arima boats. All boats are built by West Coast fishermen for West Coast fishermen. Defiance Marine has all your boating needs to help you get out on the water. If you're looking for the best fishing rods in the world, you really do need to take a look at the edge rods. I designed and built new machinery, and I think this new machinery has enabled us to build blanks like no other company can build without this equipment. There is no other rods in the world that are as good as these rods. You owe it to yourself to take a good look at them. All right, guys, hey, Dwayne England Fish Hunt Northwest, and uh, I would miss out if I didn't take time to stop at the Edge Rods booth. If you do not recognize this gentleman, and simply look above his head. <laughs> And look at his signature on the wall that so many of you come to the show to get on your hats and your fishing rods and whatnot. Gary, so great to see you again, my friend. Thank you. I haven't talked to you since last year. Uh, first, I want to thank you for sponsoring Fish Hunt Northwest. 
we are helping put a lot of the very best fishing rods in the Northwest in the hands of a lot of followers of our show and your company. So thank you. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. So you've been building fishing rods forever. I sat and listened to you tell me a lengthy story one time about how it all came to be and what you were doing way back in the day. And then it just kind of evolved. And the Loomis brand has been out there for a long time. And then when that, when that sold off, all of a sudden, here comes Edge Rods, and whose name is attached to it? Now, your claim to that is you created a whole new line of equipment to build these types of rods. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, you know, I was a machinist by trade. Right. I was a machinist in the Navy. I got out of the Navy, and I started working for Sherman's Machine, and we built Edgers, Barkers, Resaws, Head Rigs for lumber mills. Yeah. So I know how to build machinery that makes stuff. Right. And, uh, you know, when I got into working at Lima Glass, uh, that's where I brought graphite into the industry. Right. Uh, their equipment wasn't built to build fishing rods. You saw that right away. Yeah, it, it, you know, so I, I worked there for five years. I updated their equipment, but it's pretty hard to take something that's not right and make it right. Right. Easier to start from the ground floor and make it right in the first place. Well, and your goal and your passion was, I want to build fishing rods, but I want to build really good fishing rods. And to do that, you recognize you needed the right type of equipment. Yeah. But everybody thinks I built them for you guys. I didn't. I built them <laughs> for you. built them for you. <laughs> yeah, your days of fishing, summer on steelhead and the fishing rods you were using, the old fly rods you yeah. created into your casting rods. And yeah, I... I I just wanted to catch more fish. Right. And to catch more fish, you have to have better equipment. That's right. all there is to it. Right. Don't let nobody catch you. Yeah. And, and and with today's technology and the machinery, you're, you know, still integral in helping design and build. But the materials that we have access to now to build these high-end rods, yeah. it's quite an evolution, well, isn't it? The, the, this, 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 I made golf shafts, too. Right, right, yeah. And... I made golf shafts for Ping and Tommy Armour and Titleist, Wood Brothers, and this type of stuff. At one time, I had 64% of all of the Turing players playing our graphite iron shaft. How about that? It's never been done with jockey shorts or anything else. Was that also a build of certain type of equipment to build those shafts? That's right. That's where it started, right? That's right. Yeah. The thing is, is the density that you roll those golf shafts or fishing rods under makes the difference of how they perform. Got you. And if you don't if you don't wrap them tight, then the outside diameter is bigger, outside diameter is bigger, the stiffness is bigger, recovery is bigger, everything else. It's also, you've made it a point to point out, like some of the machines where the rod blanks are rolled, the pressurization along the taper of that rod is so crucial to the finished product. I've been in the factory, Alex has given me the tour, if people watch the commercial with you talking about the machinery that you've built, that's a huge game changer in the industry. Well, the equipment has been built by factories for making fishing rods, roll a blank under about 30 pounds per square inch. Mine rolls it under about 250 pounds per Significant difference. If, if, if their machinery could create that much pressure, they would just roll the material right off the mandrel. My machine 
follows the mandrel and the material. Right. Where their machines move the mandrel and material, and it's... Big difference. Big difference. Yeah. Well, it's evolutionary. I mean, you don't have to look far. You come to these shows, and you just smile all day long because the people come in droves to talk to your crew, talk to your people, learn about fishing rods, put the fishing rods in their hand. Yeah. They, they usually walk away after a purchase, and they're extremely happy with the success. Yeah. No, they... If they buy one, they always come back and buy more. I have a garage full, thanks to you. Yeah, thanks. Always a pleasure, my friend. Pleasure. Thank you for taking the time. And thanks for using my rod. Absolutely. Uh, we will continue to do so. We'll continue to promote the brand as ambassadors of what you have going on here. So yeah. it's a great partnership. You, you got a great show. Thank you, sir. Appreciate that. We're going to jump out for a quick break. We'll be back. Allied the new leader in heavy gauge aluminum boats. Allied boats have standard reverse chine and lifting rakes to help you plane faster and run at lower RPMs. Allied boats have several models to choose from, ranging from a 19-foot Mustang all the way up to a 32-foot Liberator. So regardless of what type of heavy gauge aluminum boats you are looking for, Allied boats will have it for you. Contact Allied boats today to learn more about these incredible fishing machines. All right, welcome back here in studio. Welcome back to the show. Uh, introducing the get first guest in studio or Zoom guest tonight, longtime buddy Matt Messing, messing around fishing charters, and of course the, the well-known Viking Outdoor Productions. <laughs> How you doing, buddy? Thanks for uh, thanks for jumping on tonight. I'm uh, doing good, man. Just enjoying today's beautiful weather. Yeah, quite quite the change. And uh, I guess you were out there running around a little bit on Puget Sound, checking some stuff out, and uh, pretty flat in. Uh, <laughs> flat and dusty out there today no doubt yeah i actually got down to my t-shirt man it was it was all right warm hey you better watch it you know your redheads burn easy just be careful you gotta get, gotta get it work on my tan early this is true yeah i want to look good for uh for the black mouth opener that we have coming up march 1st finally pal we got black mouth in areas 10 and 11 now going into the season um you know you and i were actually looking forward to the fact that we've delayed it until march 1st what are your thoughts uh, as we look back, you and I have done January 2nd, only because January 1st, obviously, we're celebrating the new year, but January 2nd, January 3rd, uh, we've done the February 1. Um, and now we get to wait until March 1st. Um, hopefully the weather is going to flip around for us and be nice. Uh, we do have a weather system coming in, possibly some snow again. Don't want to alarm everybody. But, um, yeah. man, March 1st, and your thoughts on if we can keep off of, you know, hitting our doggone ceiling on our on our sublegals yeah you know I'm, I'm really hoping for some decent sized fish out there you know and, and god if 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 we can do what the state wants to do and, and, and get this season pushed out through march and almost to the beginning of april i mean we might see some some early early chinook coming in it might be pretty good yeah we can get those springers transferring on through which is always a great opportunity to get something you know, a little more respectable than a six to eight pound local blackmouth. But I mean, that's truly what we're out there targeting. Remind folks on the, the, the size limit, you know, there on this opener, is it 22, is it 24? Also, um, the, the number of days we get to fish on this particular season, you had just mentioned hoping we get into April. Well, part of that is constructing a season that doesn't allow us to be on the water seven days a week. Yeah, we got four days a week, Wednesday to Saturday. You know, it's what one fish, twenty-two inches minimum. Yep. Yeah. So. so I'm I'm hopeful in that we can fish well into April, or at least until you know 
that opportunity uh, presents itself into April versus here, you know, one week in and out, we're done. I'm okay with the four days a week. I like the fact they split the weekend so that we can have folks who work the nine to five, you know, five days a week can at least get that Saturday uh, in there um, versus say, you know, a Tuesday through Friday type of a deal. Yeah, you know, we, we got to have the working guys got to get a chance to get out on the water, man, and go relax and chase after some fish. It's yep. just, you know. T- totally agree. So uh, what are you seeing out there in Puget Sound uh, the last couple of years? Do you think we've seen a bit of a push and, you know, more bait? Uh, I know times you and I have been out there, man, that the surface is literally boiling with herring. And we see uh, we see a lot of other options, you know, a lot of squid coming through at times. And, and uh, these things are feeding uh, quite well. And the other thing I like about a March 1 opener versus, say, a January 1, we got two more months of those things strapping on the old feed bag. We could see some decent size, uh, you know, resident blackmouth along with those springers. But what are you seeing uh, on your on your electronics when you're out cruising around in the abundance of bait the last couple of years? you think there's been a resurgence and in, in more growth of bait? Yeah, I see a very healthy Puget Sound. I mean, it's it's loaded out there. there there's been this last summer, there's so much bait out there. Like you said, it, it, it's boiling. It sounded like it was raining outside. You had so much bait dancing around you at times. For sure, um, yeah. So, I think it's going to be promising out there. Uh, I'm really excited to get out there and really start hammering on them and kind of see what we can find. Try to try to you know find those good size ones, you know. And if you're using small spoons and you're catching the little guys, man, start upping your gear size up a little bit and and really hold out for those bigger fish. Yeah, that's a valid point. We'll get into that a little bit here when we're going to start talking technique points. But I want to talk to you about tides uh, before we get up against a break here. Let's talk a little bit for. Uh, a newbie or somebody who does not have a lot of time, area 10 or 11. Uh, talk a little bit about tide structure, how to optimize your time on the water. You know, are big tide swings conducive to finding fish in certain areas versus, you know, your four to six foot tide exchange? And what about, you know, a lot of folks kind of lean on that two hours before, two hours after. Go a little bit into description of tide and what folks should focus on. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, I don't like the super huge pushes, uh, but you, you definitely need some tidal movement to really kind of push that bait around and get it stacked up. Um, and I mean, if and if you're looking for just some magic hour, I, I kind of go off of the hour before, hour after is what I've always kind of talked about. So, I mean, if if you're going to spend any time out there, go an hour before the tide and fish all the way through an hour after the tide and at least, you know, at least put in that time frame is really going to kind of give you a better chance out there yeah and it doesn't really matter if it's an incoming or outgoing i mean some days either or tide fishes very well the you know an hour before hour after as long as you get through that higher low slack and fish that once the water starts moving again and uh how important do you think it is to kind of key in on areas when you get those uh you know those bigger tides where you don't have as strong a current but you have those little pockets and shelves that does that current forces that bait to stack up in certain areas don't you think yeah, I mean, and, and that's kind of key to really getting to know the sound is you'll find these little areas where the it might be a big tide swing, but it, it's really not pushing the water around too much in that little area. And so, you know, the, the more you're out there, the more you kind of learn these little spots that you can kind of really hammer down on during some of these bigger tides that we see. Yeah, good point. All right. Don't go anywhere, buddy. We are going to jump out for a quick break. We come back uh, segment part two with you in uh, Blackmouth, Puget Sound Blackmouth with this upcoming opener. Get into some technique points, troll versus jig, and uh, get folks squared away for this opener. So don't go anywhere. Jump out for a quick break. We'll be back more uh, with Matt Messing 
right after this break, right here, Fish and Northwest. You haven't been here, but you know it. You've heard the sounds, smelt the air, and you've seen where your heart lands, if not yet. You haven't been here, but you've longed for a destination near or far, where time spent with loved ones and friends will go into the night and last in memories for a lifetime. You haven't been here, but you're on your way to a place not far. ExploreTheDowls.com. All right, welcome back here in the studio, continuing with uh, Matt Messing, Messing Around Fish and Charters in Viking Outdoor Production. So let's get right into it, Matt. Uh, getting out there on the troll, targeting blackmouth in areas 10 and 11. Uh, give folks a little idea as far as, you know, size of gear, trying to stay off those sublegals as much as we can, maybe even depth of water. Like, we don't need to be out 300 feet of water going after these fish, do we? No, you know, don't don't be afraid. I, I, there, I got some spots out there where I'm fishing 55 feet of water to 75 feet of water yeah you know sometimes these black mouth are way up there shallow you know cruising around and that's where their food's at so so definitely do not be afraid to to get up into the shallow areas and really check that out talk a little color um, color on flasher color on or size of spoon and hoochie color combinations and are you using any scent using any of that potsky's fire gel Oh, you know, Potskis, you know, the, the herring and uh, the anise scents. Uh, can't go wrong with those, especially the anise for the black mouth. For sure. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think when I get out there, I'm going to I'm probably start off running four-inch spoons. And uh, hoochies are always good. You know, they, they tend not to get too many shakers. Um, they, I mean, if it gets really bad, you know, they'll start throwing some big plugs out there. Yeah, yeah. What's uh, what's your troll speed versus, say, dragging a, dragging a 360 flasher and a spoon? I like going a little slow. I mean, I'll probably be two, two, three, you know, knots is, is what I'll be going. Uh, I mean, I'm just kind of keeping an eye on that angle, really. I, I just pay more more attention to that angle. Yeah. How you know, I really don't want it too scoped out. Sure. Um, on your spoons, you know, me, I'm a firm believer, UV and glow. Puget Sound, targeting salmon, UV and glow. Those size four Kingfisher spoons you're putting out, give me a couple of your favorites. Oh, there's the glow cop car. It's, yep. you know, that glow front and black, yep. um, the herring aid, you know, you can never go wrong with the herring aid. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. There's a couple in the arsenal the, the, for sure. I'm with you, man. I, I start off right out of the gate with that, that number four, that size four, no reason to go smaller. I leave the coho killers on the shelf. I mean, Kelly makes a great uh, little spoon in that regard, but you know, I yeah. do like that bigger profile, bigger presentation. Um, you know, the hoochie splatter black uh, green works very well. And the size of that hoochie is a large enough profile. Um, you know, one thing you can do purple, too. Purple haze. Yeah, yeah, purple haze for sure. That's a great one. And, you know, um, but don't be afraid to even, as you and I have done in the past too, we start off the morning with some of those glow, full-size uh, Brad cup plugs with the glow on there and stuff those with some scent. Holy smokes, I mean... Those, those uh, Chinook will jump all over those things, especially first thing in the morning. Yeah, you just stole the words out of my mouth. That's what I was going to oh. tell everybody. You know, don't be afraid to put one of them big, you know, Brad's cut plugs behind a flasher and drop it down. I mean, that's that's definitely something I'm going to be running. You mentioned that shallow water, and you and I both uh, have kind of um, uh, gained a lot, of, uh, a lot of respect and enjoy a lot of fun in shallow water jigging. And uh, I guarantee... If I bring my boat up there or uh, come up there and jump on your boat, um, I'm packing my uh, my Ed slow pitch rods, my 3.5 ounce Grim Reefers, my scent, 
And uh, if we are on the troll and we come across a pile of fish like we have done in the past, uh, yeah. we're not afraid to put the brakes on and uh, get on that get on the jig game, especially if we're anything 60 foot or less. You know, that is that is optimal to just get on that jig game and get right on top of them because it can be very productive. Oh, that's prime, prime jig. I, I mean, the shallow water is just, it's awesome. Yep. You, you can get a lot of good action going on there. Yep. So I, I always recommend to folks, now you're running your charter, so you don't have a lot of jig rods uh, on board with you. Most of your folks are trolling, but, uh, you know, if uh, folks are heading out there and they got troll rods and jig rods, you take them both. Because if uh, yeah. it presents itself to, to pile up a bunch of fish for you, you got to, like I said, pump the brakes and get on top of them. So, well, buddy, I tell you what, I will see you out there on the water March 1st, probably March 2nd. We're going to be out there dragging around and jigging and, and doing the deal. And uh, good luck to you at the start of your season. I appreciate you jumping on with me tonight. All right. Thanks, Wayne. All right. We'll man. see you out there. All right. Matt Messing, Mess Around Fishing Charters. You can find him on all your social media platforms. And, uh, you know, look him up. Look him up on his uh, webpage and uh, book a trip with him. Jumping out for a quick break. When we come back, going to take you back down to the Sportsman Show out of Portland. Interview with buddy Scott Collett Brad. I think you're going to enjoy this. Don't go anywhere. Back after this break right here at Fishing Northwest. Hey, guys, I'm Big Mike. Come on down to the Edge Pro Shop and see me. We've got all the best brands under one roof. We've got Hawkin, Procure, Short Bus, Pro Troll, Yakima Bait, Get Them Dry Jigs, Northwest Bait Scent, Daiwa Reels, North Fork Lures, North Wild, Brad's, Superfly, Rocky Mountain Tackle, and of course, the greatest rods ever built, Edge Rods. All right, guys, hey, to England, uh, back here, Pacific Northwest Sportsman Show, my good buddy, Scott How you Cole. doing? Hey, good to see you, my friend. Good to see you. I mean, we've been at these shows for a couple weeks, grinding it out. But you still have your voice. For now. <laughs> Hang for, on. For a little bit. we got five minutes to do here. We you can hold it, it together. He's got to get this down. So, hey, uh, Scott, so the, the 360 Evolution Flasher. Yeah, did uh, you use it this year? Did I use it? <laughs> Did I use it in freshwater, saltwater application? Absolutely, time and time again. You know, the built-in release is phenomenal, second to none in the industry. I really appreciate and like the opportunity for a different pull point. Correct. Depending on the speed of your current or the speed of your troll or however much action you want or want to diminish, no other flasher has that ability to choose a different pull point, creating a completely different action on that flasher. That's exactly right, right? yeah. So, uh, very applicable, again, like I just mentioned, freshwater, saltwater, but you guys have some new colors come out this year. We do, That yeah. you guys are, you know, showing and, and, and people are getting pretty excited about. Up in Keald, we saw, we're seeing it down here at the Pacific Northwest show. Mm -hmm. Talk about a few of the new colors you got yeah. on some of the original skinnies and, of course, the, uh, the cup plug. The mini cup plug, yep. That is the electric sombrero. We came out with that last year in the uh, skinny. Uh, sold so well, did so well. We actually got a lot of requests to do it in the in the mini cup plug. So electric sombrero um, here at the show, Fisherman's Edge uh, have it. Sport Co. Bob's. We also have uh, Double Diablo. Oh yeah. 
I remember we were all exactly. kicking around what we were going to name that thing. That's <laughs> finally. Remember that? Finally. This thing yes. right here? Yes, that so one there. So people asked if we ever test these before right. we send them out. Yeah. Well, there you yeah, go. Yeah, for a long Steve time. With a dandy, right? Yes. On the water. And then this one is kind of special to you. Tell that me is. about this one. That one there, my friend, uh, that color combination in a mini prototype that I was running all summer long. Um, mostly in Puget Sound, but also Columbia River. Uh -huh. And it worked on pink salmon, coho, and chinook, saltwater, and Columbia River. And then I had the opportunity to get my folks out, who are in their 80s. And uh, of course, mom didn't start fishing until she was 75. Right, so Most cut her some know. slack there. Yep, but uh, landed her first nice hatchery chinook. Unfortunately, we had to kick it back. But she landed her first hatchery chinook in Puget Sound on a mini cup plug with that color pattern. Now, formerly Mountain Dew, mm -hmm. but we dressed it up a little bit with the, the pink rose head and tail. And then called it? Mountain Rose after Mountain my rose. mother and your grandmother. So That's right. Mountain Rose is a slayer. It's been a slayer. It's uh, a lot of people have actually been using this, painting it themselves and asking us for it. So yeah, it's a long time in coming and I'm so glad that your mom got to catch her first Chinook on the Mountain Rose. So fantastic. And uh, whether that's in the, the mini, the, the the kokanee, the skinny, I mean, it works in all applications. It's a slayer. What do you got on that one? That's Speaking one of my of names, favorites. Yeah. yeah. So this one is called the Luminator. We brought it out in the mini cut plug last year. Uh, a lot of people are asking for it in the kokanee cut plug. Uh, Speaking of names, my daughter's nickname is Lou. Yep. Luminator. There you so go. Runs in the family. This has gold on one side, copper on the other, and some gorgeous colors in between. Do you think Slayer. people underestimate how well the kokanee cup plug works for <laughs> Big Chinook <laughs> in, say, Columbia River fisheries? Uh, so much. We've it's shown it time and time again. Right? Time and time again. Yep. Especially midday, right? Oh, yeah. You get that bright sun, the fish are getting a little skittish, you have that little bait in their face, and boom, it's just kind of like a gnat flying around. They just want to bat it, but they don't have any hands. So bat it with Weird. their mouth, next thing you know, flop it on the deck. But that one's here too. Those are our four new colors for this year. Dwayne was talking about our, our flasher. Um, it's kind of hard to see the release in there, but let right. me show you what we're talking there about here. So there are three different holes here that you can run your snubber through. The top hole, you're going to run about, you know, two and a quarter, two and a half miles an hour. Go, You can go slower with more thump as you drop down in the flasher. But the really cool thing about this bottom hole, there are areas like maybe Drano Lake, Toilet Bowl, maybe Brewster for sockeye. You can drop down into this bottom hole, and depending on what you're pulling behind it, you can go as slow as 0.6 miles an hour and still get that rod thump. So that means you're on a school of fish. Yeah. You're just continuing to yeah. pound on those fish. Well, you're changing that pull point, exposing more edge angle that's digging versus way out at the top where you have minimal edge exposure. So, I mean, it totally makes sense if you understand mechanics and rotation. And then along uh, with it, you've got the release. Yeah. The Phenomenal. only one with a built-in release. Fish bites, release, just that easy. Snap it back in, you're fishing. Yeah, I love it. It's all, it's simple, it's it's compact, it's a 10-inch rotating flasher, it's with 360, and it's it's ideal. Yeah. Use it in a lot of applications, so if you haven't picked up any of these, you're missing out on a great product that puts a ton of fish in my boat, Matt's boat, and a lot of guys that we're fishing with nowadays. That's so. exactly right. Sportco, Bob's, Fisherman's, yep. Yep. Head Rods, yep. uh, 
bunch of places around have them. Uh, we just got a new shipment as well. So uh, yeah, look around for those. We have eight different colors. Uh, check those out. Fantastic. Well, we got a lot to get to and through here at the show. We got another day and a half. Uh, then we're back home, fishing, bringing you content, using the very stuff we talk about. So that'll do it for us here at the old Brad's booth. Thanks, buddy. You betcha. We're going to be out on the water here next very month. Very soon. Stay tuned. That's right. All right, jump out for a quick break, and we'll be back with you right after this. I make my living catching fish, not only as a tournament angler, but as a guide as well. Catching fish is important, and Gamagatsu hooks for me, you know, they kind of help take the luck out of fishing a little bit just because they're a high quality hook. Obviously have a really good reputation for being very strong and very sharp. Gamagatsu, I use their products every day in the boat and, you know, big part of my success. All right, welcome back to the show. We are here in the Bait Lab. Bait Lab presentations brought to you by Sportco and Outdoor Emporium. Pretty much everything you see here can be purchased through Sportco or Outdoor Emporium. Check them out, sportco.com. So recently at the sportsman shows we attended, a number of you came up to me and were talking or discussing, asking the differences between the standard bobber dogging presentation and kind of what I refer to as the ultralight that we showed or demonstrated last year out on the OP with Bobby Kratzer. And there are significant differences in how you rig those. The idea is kind of the same in that you're dragging lead and keeping your presentation down, the bobber's assisting with the current flow and keeping your presentation in the travel lanes of where the fish like to hang out. But there's a number of different things or, or you know, options that we have and what we're actually presenting in the water. And I'll get into how we rig those two different presentation specifically a little later here. But first of all, let's take a look at the top of the table. Kind of starts with the float. You know, floats have come a long ways. We have floats now designed and no longer a taper float. You can still use those if you choose, but the bobber dog and floats have become pretty popular. This uh, is designed to lie flat on top of the water. Unlike most of your floats that were fishing vertical, this is a horizontal presentation with the water pushing at the backside of the float driving it down river, dragging your lead and presentation along as it goes. And between this uh, actually floating horizontal in the water and your lead dragging on the bottom, it has a way to navigate and find the travel lanes where the fish like to be. So back to the tabletop here, you know, it also is working in conjunction, conjunction the, the floats and the lead anymore. I use a lot of stick lead pretty much all the time in my standard presentation. We used to make them out of spinner shaft, uh, stainless steel spinner shaft with holocore one eighth ounce lead. That uh, is a five or six inch piece that's gonna weigh just a little less than half an ounce. But now you can find a manufactured six, five, four inch down to three. If you can't find the length you want, you purchase uh, six inch leads. You know, you can cut them in half. They're, they're, uh, they got a connection point at either end. So you can fish that half lead. Really what it comes down to when you are coupling your lead with your floats is current speed, uh, speed of travel, speed of presentation. You want that float moving along at a constant state, not stopping and going in an unnatural presentation. We're matching the amount of lead to the current flow to keep almost a seamless, constant flow. Albeit it's tapping the bottom just a little bit, slows it down enough for a fish to you know, check out what it is and engage. Um, but we really want a constant flow, not a lot of stopping and going. If you're constantly stopping, you have too much lead, um, you need to trim it back a little bit. 
and uh, thereby increasing the speed of your presentation. So what are we actually dragging along the bottom? Well, you name it. I mean, anything you can drift fish, you can pretty much bobber dog. We have yarnies, uh, little pom-pom yarnies are homemade. We have the resurgence of the oaky drifters. We got uh, soft beads, B&R beads work really well, mercurial beads with the twist-on capability so you can change your bead out, not always having to retie your leader. We're also doing or using uh, like WFO worms, very buoyant. Couple those with a corky or a cheater in a hook size that doesn't overweight your presentation. One thing about yarnies uh, that I really like to do where you can do so uh, based on your rules is incorporate some Atlas Mike's oil. We're adding scent to our, yar our yarnies. They're very um, absorbent. A little bit of oil on these or your rags or even putting some of the Potsky's uh, fire gel on your beads to add scent where it's okay to do so makes a huge difference. One thing to think about when you add any type of oil to a yarny or a rag or something like that is it is oil. Oil rises in water, much like adding corkies to your soft plastics in presentation. You look at the size of corky I have on here and you know, it matches the size. Now it comes down to, I guess my point here is your leader length. If I have a really long leader, yeah, 30, 35, 36 inches, and I'm using a soft plastic that's very buoyant with a, with a corky, or I'm adding oils to my yarnies, uh, typically the, the buoyancy of this will increase when you add the oil. And when the uh, buoyancy increases, it's gonna float higher in the water column. If we have too long a leader, it's gonna float it up too high past the fish. So if you're fishing these uh, yarnies um, or a rag or something like that, and you're not gonna add oil, figure out what size leader you need to make that happen and keep it down in the zone. If you're adding oil, shorten your leader a little bit because it will raise it in the water column. Um, I wanna talk real quickly here about, <clears throat> excuse me, hooks. The Brand new and it's fantastic. The Gamagatsu bead hook. Now lurking here at the table, we have a size one aught, one, and a number two. You're gonna notice the curve on this hook. There is no straight part of that shank. It comes off of the eye and it actually goes into the bend right away. It's a wide gap hook. It's slick coated, so it has really easy uh, penetration and it goes deep and gets the hook buried uh, into the jaw of that fish way there on the bend of the shank. I mentioned it's a wide gap. It's also a thin wire hook. Thin wire hook, which allows it to be a lighter hook, but it's extremely strong. These actually came from the bass world, and we all know bass fishermen and ladies are notorious for hook sets, and they're not bending these out on the tournament. So they've incorporated this into a bead style hook with a few modifications. Again, I really like it because it's an ultra strong thin wire it's not gonna overweight your presentation. In other words, your beads and your rags and your, your, your yarnies and worms and things, it's not gonna weight them down and keep them down dragging along the bottom and getting hung up. It's gonna allow your buoyancy of your lure to do exactly what it's intended to do. Again, it has a wide gap, uh, ultra strong, and great penetration. Check out the new bead hooks by Gamakatsu. You can use them in a number of different uh, applications, not just for beads. Any of these items that I am bobber dogging, I'm using these new bead hooks. So now we got to tie all this stuff together. Bobber stops, lead, bobbers, uh, you know, different types of weights, all these different options as you're offering, scent, no scent, the whole thing. I'll tell you what we're going to do. Jump out for a quick break. When we come back, we'll clear the table, 
and show you how to rig the standard bobber dog style and what I refer to as the ultra light, the differences in those, and talk about single or dual rigs. Come back from this break right here, Fish Hunt Northwest. New days, new beginnings, new friends, new loves, new dreams, new goals, new scenery, new job. No matter what the next chapter holds, Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate will be there to help you find the new that's right for your lifestyle at any stage of your life. Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate. Expect better. All right, welcome back. We are still here in the Bay Lab. I'm going to walk through now real quickly a couple different rigging options. My first rod here is a standard style of bobber dogging we've been doing for years. Now, this is a uh, 1043. It's an 8 to 17 10 and a half foot rod by Edge. It's a Black Widow series. Love this rod. It's ideal for all around steelhead fishing and works great for bobber dogging, helping mend your line and keep in control of your presentation. You're going to look here. I can get that down here. We have, again, that standard bobber dogging float. Uh, now, keep in mind, this needs to travel up the line. I have that bobber stop set about eight feet up the line because we want this float to travel and get plenty of line down in the water to where our lead is, again, dragging on the bottom. So this is a slip float. It's got an indicator on there so I can tell when it's maxed out against my stop. That's gonna travel on up. Now we're gonna take a look at the business end here. And again, stick lead. Uh, this is just your standard barrel swivel with a snap. This isn't a three-way swivel. I do put a bobber stop right on top of that knot that the bead comes to rest against below that float. If in fact I got this hung up and it broke off on my main line or my top shot there, more times than not, I'm not gonna lose that float. So I keep that one pinned. Now I'm running about a 28 to 30 inch leader. Here is the rag pinned with a stopper and of course my bead hook, wide gap bead hook. Now this is a single rig. Where it's okay to do so, you can also run a dual rig. And oftentimes guys ask how you tie that on. There's different loop knots and whatnot that you can utilize. I simply tie a, uh, a, a cinch knot on here to, uh, to make it work and it's real easy to do. Maybe I can do that real quick here. We're gonna wrap that on here. I'm gonna come back around and pull that through so it's doubled up. And then I'm simply going to make four uh, consecutive loops on here or under here, okay? So we go over, under, this is a real quick knot. This is a good way to put that second presentation uh, if you're in an area that you can do so and um, you haven't already pre-rigged it. It's not gonna hinder the ability of the fish to grab this first uh, presentation, believe it or not. They can still grab this yarny and uh, that hook's gonna get into them. We just elongate that out and then we're gonna sense that down a little bit, pull that on there, I'm gonna snip off that tail and um, there you go. That is now fishing a second presentation. I'm running that uh, yarny, and then a second uh, rig trailing about 20 inches behind it is a smaller presentation, and that's a dual rig that works uh, that works very well. Um, if in fact you're in a spot that you can do that, so we're bobber dogging a dual rig in that regard. I'm just going to try to set this down over here and get it out of the way. Now the uh, the dual rig. Ultra light version, a little more involved there uh, for sure. 
And um, I'm using a longer rod. I'm using this uh, Silver Widow by Edge Rods. It's an 1143. It's an 11 foot, four inch rod. Now, the way you rig this, you can have the float slipping up the line. I do have a bobber stop on here, okay? Um, but usually it's pinned fairly close to my initial weight. Um, but you can adjust that to get more uh, depth on your presentation by all means. Um, you just have a whole lot more going on here below the float for castability. Thereby, that's why I use a longer rod. Let's take a look at this one. So here's my barber stop. It's only a foot or two above my lead. Now the difference is no stick lead here. I got an inline sinker. Okay, I got an inline sinker. And uh, that goes to my first section of leader, which I'm using 15 pound fluorocarbon. I never make that more than say 30 inches or so because that is the first weight in the presentation. That goes to your second weight. Now, you can crimp on some split shot, you can crimp on some hollow core. I like to put this above my barrel swivel. Again, about 30 inches below that inline sinker, I have a piece of hollow core on my leader. I pin it with a bobber stop, put a protection bead. Now I have my swivel. Now this is gonna go down to my first terminal leader, okay? But this is the difference in this ultralight uh, setup is in fact that you are running an inline sinker to a 30 inch, 30 inch length bumper, so to speak. You can put it at 24, just something to have distance between your first and second weight. First weight's all about castability. Second weight's all about getting your presentation down close to the area that this weight here will actually tick bottom from time to time. You're trying to avoid putting that heavy weight on the bottom, but this one, it's okay. So we're gonna run this down and uh, stop it against that swivel. Like I said, I like to pin it so it doesn't slide. I use a bobber stop. Now we're going to a, uh, a shorter leader, if I can keep these from being tangled up. This is about a 20 inch leader to a very buoyant oaky drifter that is also pinned with a bobber stop. And there's my bead hook. And then I just showed you how to tie that second hook on there, second leader on there. That goes again to about a 18 to 20, 20 inch leader or so to my mercurial bead. Remember these ones are in fact the ones you can simply uh, twist off of your line if you choose to, to uh, change out your color or size of bead and presentation you're running. If you think you're gonna change that bead out all that often, I like to put it on the upper, uh, the, f the first one, the highest one in your presentation because I can run a larger profile up higher and I like to taper it and run the smaller presentations down below if I'm in fact running a double rig. So really the differences here are same basic float setup, distance of travel of your slider or your float up your uh, top shot. And then you're either utilizing a standard stick lead in basic presentation we've been using for years, or you double, on, double down on your weight with the inline sinker, 30 inch bumper to your small piece of lead uh, crimped on or somehow held against your barrel swivel. From your barrel swivel, single or double presentation in liters. And I try to keep those really anywhere from 18 to 24 inches in between those at the most. Want to keep those somewhat close, but not too far away uh, as you end up with too much gear dragging on the bottom. So I know that was kind of rapid fire here, trying to show the differences in the short amount of time we got, but both of those are conducive to catching fish. They both work very well. I say give them a try. If you need more tips on how to rig those, just hit us up here at Fish Hunt Northwest and we will clear those out for you. All right, jumping out for a quick break. We'll be back in studio right after this. 
Defiance Marine is the one-stop shop for the Pacific Northwest Angler. Defiance Marine guarantees the best price on a new and best service on a repower for your current boat. Defiance Marine is a Honda Premier dealership and one of the largest on the West Coast. Defiance Marine is a boat dealer who proudly sells Defiance, Allied, and Arima boats. All boats are built by West Coast fishermen for West Coast fishermen. Defiance Marine has all your boating needs to help you get out on the water. All right, welcome back here in studio. Hopefully uh, you got something out of that, bouncing around a little bit, trying to get a lot of info in there with just in a few minutes uh, in comparing the standard bobber dog rigging compared to that kind of bobber dog lighter, that ultralight setup. I uh, got a few folks on here asking uh, what knot I was using to secure that second um, rigging uh, when you can fish a dual rig. That is for me, it's the same knot I tie on swivels. It's the same knot I tie if I'm gonna just, you know, cinch knot or clinch knot onto a hook. Um, it's a really quick little easy knot. Now it's not removable. There is a loop knot you can tie that you can expand back out and actually take that leader off of your hook and then put another one on and cinch it up. I know a lot of guides are using that. I just haven't jumped to that. I've been using that cinch knot forever. So um, hopefully that uh, that all made sense for you. But um, hey, before we get out of here, got some clam digs coming up. They started yesterday on the 21st, going through the 25th. In those first couple days, including today and possibly tomorrow, you're gonna you're gonna get out there and have opportunity while you still have some daylight. Great opportunity to get the kids out if the weather's conducive. Also, you know, some numbers uh, as we pay attention to here in Area 10. We're talking about that Chinook opener in Area 10 coming up March 1st. Uh, we get to fish for a total uh, impact of 4,953 fish. Um, and our, uh, our unmarked encounters cannot exceed 1,000. We're at 953. And then, of course, our sublegal encounters are almost up to what our actual take is, uh, 4181 sublegal encounters. So that is the one that usually gets us off the water, but we're hoping with the opportunity of fishing four days a week that we can hopefully stave off of those sublegals and have a lower than uh, normal encounter rate, especially because we're fishing uh, not till the start of March. So, all right, hopefully uh, you guys enjoyed it tonight. Glad to uh, have you all aboard and interact here during the show. Appreciate you following. We, uh, it's gonna do it for us here tonight. Uh, Tommy will be back with me in a couple weeks. Have a great week, have a great weekend. We'll see you next time right here at Fish on Northwest. Hey, thanks for joining us here on the Fish on Northwest weekly podcast. I wanna remind everyone, that you can catch our weekly live stream show on our Facebook page and, of course, our YouTube channel every Thursday evening at 6 p.m. West Coast time. You'll get our insightful in-studio interviews, our extremely detailed how-to segments in the Bait Lab, the infield segments we bring to you when we're on the water or in the woods, and, of course, our amazing cooking recipes in the kitchen with co-host Sherry England and chef Jeff Maxfield. Give us a follow on our Facebook page, at Fish Hunt Northwest. Also subscribe to our YouTube channel at Fish Hunt NW. Find us on Twitter and Instagram. And finally, go to our webpage at www.fishhuntnw.com for all the latest and greatest info. Join us each week here on our podcast. Join us each week at our live production. Have a great week, everybody. We'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. 
And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.